Blooming Beauties Podcast, Episode Number Two. Hi, and welcome to Blooming Beauties Podcast. Thank you for joining me. I'm Kim, your host. Our studio phone number is 312 957 7087. For those of you who are new, just a little bit about me and why I'm podcasting. I'm in the Chicagoland area. I have a heart for people and I want to make a difference for others. I sell skincare, health, and wellness products, and my clients often ask great questions about how to care for their skin or how to be more healthy. I thought this would be a good forum to help people. Each week I'll offer a different topic. I do want to be clear and say that I'm not a doctor. I'm not here to give medical advice or diagnose medical conditions. I'm using this podcast not to sell you products, but to bring you information. We are our own best advocates for our health. I think it's important for us to acquire knowledge that allows us to ask better questions and expect better answers from our healthcare providers. We should be more in charge of our own health, and I hope I can help you with that here. Today's subject, rosacea, is one I know quite a bit about because I have it. I've been living with it for several years. Much of my information about rosacea has come from my own trial and error and the National Rosacea Society. I've been receiving newsletters from them that have been very helpful in understanding the skin disorder. I first noticed it when I looked at photos of myself. We always take photos at the holidays or at family gatherings. I started wondering why my chin and cheeks were always red in the photos. That was my first clue. But I didn't know there was anything wrong. Then I started noticing more of the redness and I could feel heat in my face fairly frequently. So I went to my dermatologist and I was diagnosed with rosacea. So what is it? This definition comes from the National Rosacea Society. Rosacea is a chronic and potentially life-disruptive disorder, primarily of the facial skin. It's often characterized by flare-ups and remissions. It typically begins any time after age 30 as a redness on the cheeks, nose, chin, or forehead that may come and go. In some cases, rosacea may also occur on the neck, chest, scalp, or ears. Over time, the redness tends to become ruddier and more persistent and visible blood vessels may appear. If left untreated, bumps and pimples often develop, and in severe cases, the nose may grow swollen and bumpy from excess tissue. This condition with the nose is called rhinophyma. In many rosacea patients, the eyes are also affected, feeling irritated and appearing watery or bloodshot. Although rosacea can affect all segments of the population, individuals with fair skin who tend to flush or blush easily are believed to be at greatest risk. The disease is more frequently diagnosed in women, but more severe symptoms tend to be seen in men. This might be because men often delay seeking medical help until the disorder reaches advanced stages. For right now, there is no cure for rosacea, and the cause is unknown. Medical therapy is available to control or reverse its signs and symptoms. If you suspect you may have rosacea, I urge you to see a dermatologist for diagnosis and proper treatment. There are four primary signs of rosacea. One is flushing, two is persistent redness, three bumps and pimples, and four visible blood vessels. I've definitely had um, trouble with the flushing, the persistent redness, and the bumps and pimples. Um, Although now that my symptoms have gotten a little bit better, I really primarily just suffer from the flushing, so I'm grateful for that. But so back to the four primary signs of rosacea. The flushing, um, many people with rosacea have a history of frequent blushing or flushing. This redness may come and go, and it's often the earliest sign of the disorder. 
And then the number two is persistent redness. Persistent facial redness is the most common sign of rosacea, and it may resemble a blush or a sunburn that does not go away. Number three, bumps and pimples. Small red solid bumps or pus-filled pimples often develop. While these may resemble acne, blackheads are absent and burning or stinging may occur. And then the fourth one, visible blood vessels. In many people with rosacea, small blood vessels become visible on the skin. So these are the primary signs. Then there are seven other potential signs and symptoms, and these signs may or may not show up in people with rosacea. So the first one is eye irritation. In many people with rosacea, the eyes may become irritated and appear watery or bloodshot, and it's a condition known as ocular rosacea. The eyelids also may become red and swollen, and styes are common. Severe cases can result in corneal damage and vision loss without medical help. Um, The second potential sign or symptom is burning or stinging. Burning or stinging sensations may often occur on the face. Itching or a feeling of tightness may also develop. I um, still experience burning and stinging when my face gets especially flushed. And then the third one is dry appearance. The central facial skin may be rough and thus appear to be very dry. Four is plaques. Raised red patches, known as plaques, may develop without changes in the surrounding skin. Number five is skin thickening. The skin may thicken and enlarge from excess tissue, most commonly on the nose, and I talked about that earlier. Um, Rhinophyma affects more men than women. Swelling, facial swelling known as edema may accompany other signs of rosacea or occur independently. And then number seven, signs beyond the face. Rosacea signs and symptoms may also develop beyond the face, most commonly on the neck, chest, scalp, or ears. Because the signs and symptoms of rosacea vary from one person to another, treatment must be tailored by a physician for each person. Various oral and topical medications may be prescribed to treat the bumps, pimples, and redness often associated with the disorder. Dermatologists usually prescribe initial treatment with oral antibiotics and topical therapy to bring the condition under immediate control. And then it's followed by long-term use of the topical therapy to maintain remission. And this was how I got started. My dermatologist started me first on oral medication to help bring the symptoms under control. And then as my symptoms improved, he switched me to a topical cream that I still use and I use it once a day. Okay, now about skin care. So how, for a person who has rosacea, how do we care for our skin? A gentle skin care routine can help control rosacea. I recommend a mild and non-abrasive cleanser. Rinse with lukewarm water when you're finished cleansing, and I recommend lukewarm, not hot or cold. And then blot your face dry with a thick cotton towel. Never pull, tug, or use a rough washcloth because this can irritate your rosacea. I do not recommend any of the cleansing pads or the wipes because I think they are also too abrasive, and I don't recommend any granular exfoliants for the same reason. They can be too abrasive and they can aggravate your symptoms. Your best bet is to use non-irritating skincare products. And definitely protect your skin from sun exposure using a sunscreen with an SPF of 15 or higher. I've noticed a big improvement in my own symptoms since I started using a moisturizer with SPF 20, and I use it every day, even on cloudy days. Cosmetics may be used to conceal the effects of rosacea. Green makeup or green-tinted foundations can be used to counter the redness. This can also be followed by a skin tone foundation with natural yellow tones, and uh, definitely avoid those with pink or orange hues. I'm going to talk a little bit about lifestyle management, and this is usually the part that some people don't like to hear. 
In addition to medical treatment, rosacea sufferers can improve their chances of maintaining remission by identifying and avoiding triggers that cause rosacea flare-ups. There are certain triggers that seem to um, cause the symptoms to become worse, and the common triggers are sun exposure, emotional stress, hot weather, heat, and humidity, wind, heavy exercise, alcohol, hot baths or showers, cold weather, spicy foods, certain skincare products, and hot beverages and soups. I've had very good results since I started avoiding my triggers, and I always use my topical cream from my dermatologist, and like I said, I use sunscreen every day. I've really seen a big improvement in my own symptoms. And I know sometimes people don't want to give up their alcohol or spicy foods. Those happen to be um, some of my triggers, or maybe even sun exposure. I think it's important to weigh your symptoms with what you're giving up. For me, the redness, the stinging, and the burning are really uncomfortable. And it feels like just a really bad sunburn. I get a lot of heat in my face, and it hurts. I would much rather give up spicy foods, sun exposure, and wine if it means that my face will feel more comfortable. Feeling comfortable is worth the sacrifice for me. I know some people who don't want to give up these things, yet they complain about their symptoms, and I really think it's a choice. If you don't want the symptoms, then I recommend that you identify your triggers and avoid them. As a side note, I've also discovered when I attend a party, I often have to wear sleeveless tops. Heat really seems to bother my rosacea, and the heat that uh, generates from a group of people in a room is often too much for me. And I don't like to look sunburned at a party, so I wear sleeveless tops and I drink cool beverages, most often ice water. It keeps me comfortable, my face feels better, and when I'm comfortable, I feel much better about myself. I hope you got something worthwhile from today's podcast, and I hope you'll join me for the next show. My plan is to give you simple tips that will allow you to live better, and I owe it to you, my listeners, to follow my own advice. So I'm challenging myself to do just that. I would not be able to do this without the technical genius of my husband or the creative genius of my daughter, and I continue to be very grateful for all of their help and their support. If you have any questions or want to hear a specific topic on my podcast, please call me or email me. I'd love to hear from you. You can contact me at 312-957-7087 or email at bbpodcast at live.com. I might even use your question on my next show. You can also find me at bbpodcast.com, which is my website. Thank you so much for listening. I appreciate all of you. Lord willing, I will be with you on my next show. Have a joyful, healthy week, and let's live beautifully. Simple information to help you live beautifully and bloom where you are.